Intercession is a prayer to God on behalf of another. There are many examples of intercession in the Bible, such as Moses praying for the Israelites or Jesus praying for his disciples. In the New Testament, Paul frequently wrote about praying for the believers, many times even sharing the good things he wished God would impart on them. So intercession is often for the purpose of fulfilling something in favor of another person, which has not yet happened. For example, we may pray for a loved one with an illness to be healed, or we may pray for a believer who has strayed from the faith to return to God. In fact, sometimes this motive can be so strong that the prayer can be described as laboring or struggling. This is exactly how Paul referred to one of his fellow workers. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. In order for intercession to be effective, the person who prays must be righteous before God, as it says in James chapter five verse sixteen. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. This means that in order for God to listen to the petitions that we make for ourselves, as well as on behalf of another, we must first confess our sins to one another and to God. We should pray for one another because Jesus set an example for us, as it says in Hebrews chapter seven verse twenty-five. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. In the Lord's prayer, Jesus also teaches us to collectively say, "Our Father," rather than "My Father," "Give us," rather than "Give me," and so on. This is because he did not only want us to pray for ourselves, but to pray for others as well. Intercession is well pleasing to God in many respects. In First Timothy chapter two, Paul exhorts that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks should be made for all men, because it is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. In the verses which follow immediately, we learn exactly why intercession is well pleasing to God. Because he desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. In order to truly pray for someone, especially for their salvation, we need to emulate the love of Christ, who gave Himself as a ransom for all. Therefore, praying for all people also fulfills His command for us to love one another. Besides praying for others out of our own volition, others may sometimes request our prayers. Likewise, we can also ask others to pray for us. This demonstrates mutual love, which too is well pleasing to God. Praying for others is also a way of serving God. Samuel, for example, was appointed by God to watch over the spiritual well-being of the Israelites. He viewed intercession as one of his foremost responsibilities and spoke of it as such. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Just as spiritual leaders often pray for the people, believers can likewise pray for the workers of God. In the early church, not all believers had the opportunity to join in the same ministry as the apostles. So Paul encouraged them by saying, "You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many." Through the work of intercession. Paul invited these believers to participate in the work of spreading the gospel. Today, we too can serve in the church by praying for all the members as well as for the different ministries.
Although intercession generally works in favor of those whom we pray for, the Bible teaches that it can also work for our own good. For example, in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 7, God said, "And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive, and pray to the Lord for it, for in its peace you will have peace." Similarly, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, we are encouraged to pray for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. We can intercede for just about any need that someone may have. For example, the Bible records many instances where individuals prayed for God to deliver His people from enemies, dangers, and injustices. There are also countless times that God turned His wrath from those who had sinned because one person pleaded on their behalf. In one Psalm, David wrote to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Those who suffered from physical illnesses, demon possessions, or had even died were revived when someone cried out to the Lord for them. Jesus prayed for the faith of his disciples that they should be kept from the evil one and be sanctified by the truth. Paul, who was also deeply concerned for the faith of the believers, wrote that his heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. All of these examples of prayer needs can also apply to us today when we intercede for others. As mentioned earlier, we should pray for all people. In society, this can include those who are in governing authority, those who have yet to know God, and those who are oppressed, poor, or suffering. In the family, this can include everyone in our household as well as our relatives. Praying for our family should also extend to praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ. After all, praying for God's people is by far mentioned the most in the Bible. In one of Jesus' final prayers on earth, he said. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. This means that we should not only pray for those who belong to God now, but also those who will believe in the future through the spreading of the gospel. Perhaps the most difficult command Jesus gave in regards to prayer is this: But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. It may seem counterintuitive to pray for those who have hurt us, because we may not want to have anything to do with them, let alone benefit them through our prayers. However, Jesus explains that if we only love those who love us, then we are no better than anyone. But as the children of God, we must be perfect in love. What makes this command even more difficult is that sometimes our enemies can come from among those who are closest to us. For example, Moses prayed for his sister right after God had punished her for speaking against him. Job, having gone through much suffering already, also prayed for his friends who had spoken against him. When Stephen was being stoned by his countrymen, he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, "Lord, do not charge them with this sin." Loving our enemies and praying for those who persecute us is the highest form of love, which Jesus ultimately demonstrated on the cross. By praying for our enemies, we can emulate the great love of God, as it says in 1 John chapter 4 verse 19. We love because He first loved us.